Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Storyline Multimedia Podcast. I'm John, and today we are with my good friend, Jordan Montgomery of Montgomery Companies. Welcome. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Doing this good. This is fun. Yeah. Uh, Jordan and I just actually finished filming a series of videos, and I can't wait to share those with people. We got some special effects and stuff that I, I think is going to be really cool. So. You're dynamite, man. It's been fun working with you. Yeah. Like, I yeah, just appreciate how you do things and your creative side, and we have some fun in between, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, and, you know, that's one of the things that I'm always looking for is uh, I don't like being the person that comes in and drives everything, having a collaboration with somebody and you know, somebody that can go, Hey, that idea is not good. Yeah. And and like, oh, okay, all great. The, yeah. All, let's all do of it. the free videos. The fact that you haven't charged us for anything you've ever done <laughs> has just been amazing. So keep it coming. Oh, that is yeah. a joke for our listeners. <laughs> you are an awesome business partner. That is a joke. Uh, as good as John is, he is all, he's not free. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, just to start off, just so listeners have a little bit of background before we get started is, you and I actually grew up together. We both went to Mid Prairie. That's right. And we both worked for your dad, who owns a painting company when That's we were right, te- teenagers. Yeah. And um, I just forever feel bad for. <laughs> I was not a good employee. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, but, we've come a long way. Yeah, yeah. I think for one sure. time I, uh, my dad, no, I was really young. I should make sure everybody knows that part. But I think I fell asleep on the job. Um, you might have been there, and so maybe it was. I might have showed you where the fault that you were holding me. Might have showed you where the napping spot was. <laughs> you were technically a little bit older, so I, I'm going to pin that on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, sorry, man. sorry, Jay. Yeah, actually, there was one story that I remember. There was I can't remember his name, but he worked for your dad. Uh, he's probably in his early 40s. Never wore a shirt. Really? Yeah, yeah, so he would always wear a shirt. How much business are we getting my dad right now? (laughs) (laughs) He employs some rock stars, clearly. No, no, he does now. He does now. You're right. (laughs) He had had to get rid of the weeds, which was us, right? The weeds. Yes. Not the weed. (laughs) The weeds. Yeah, yeah, the weeds. So, so, but he also didn't have a driver's license. Oh, jeez. So your dad drove him around to all the job sites. So there was one time where, I don't know if you remember this, I took a big slice of cardboard and I spray painted just married on it. I do remember I that on the back of the van. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there, so your dad's driving this guy around with that doesn't That's have a shirt right. with this just married sign on it. And the funny thing is, is I ran into your dad a couple years ago and I was like, dude, yeah. You're like, you didn't, you didn't know. And he's like, Oh, I knew it was there. Oh my gosh. And, and you just let it happen. Yeah. You just let it happen. And then I was like, why would you ever do that? And now that I'm a dad, I like realize that I don't care what people think about me. So, <laughs> so I'm like, so now I'm in a place where I'm like, yeah, maybe I would actually. I think like, yeah, I've heard him tell that story before. Yeah. You were, so, uh, your creative side was being unleashed on the job site. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's so, hilarious, man. so just having grown up, uh, we have a lot of friends in the same circle and, yeah. uh, and now that we have, uh, social media and stuff. So some of my friends that, are definitely like, they know who you are, maybe haven't connected with in a while. They're like, Hey, we saw that you're working with Jordan. What is Jordan up to? So I don't know, would you mind giving a little bit of an overview of Montgomery companies and and what your mission is? Yeah, would love to. So I speak and I coach, I work primarily with people that are in the people business. So they're usually in a sales role or they're an entrepreneur or they're in a leadership position. And so uh, our work spans multiple industries and, um, 
we work with a lot of people that are not local. So oftentimes I am, it's video conference over the phone or I'm traveling to speak. But um, we love Iowa, this is home, and we've got uh, several people that we collaborate with, you being one of them, that really helps move our mission forward. But, but our mission, John, simply put, is really to help people play to their potential. So uh, if it's driving results in business, if it's finding more balance in their life, if it's an athlete, it might be uh, playing more to their potential and staying more focused. Uh, but we've been really fortunate in a really short period of time to work with um, just some uh, really talented people. And, um, and I've obviously grown just by being exposed to those people. So it's been fun. Yeah, that's great. So was there a particular, at what kind of crossroads did you move into this route? Like, because I know that you were doing stuff before, so I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think, um, you know, I had a conversation with a mentor of mine named Ben Newman, who's done the work that I'm doing now at a really high level. And he's worked with a lot of professional sports teams and um, he works with Microsoft. I mean, just some big name, you know, companies. And uh, I've always respected Ben. We've had a great relationship for a long time. And I was just talking to Ben about the desires of my heart and the things that get me excited and light me up. And um, he said, well, you should do what I do. And so, uh, so I decided to do it. And, and really, we, we always use this mantra, John, of like build the plane as you fly it, because I, I really did not intend uh, to make the hard right turn. I thought it'd be more of like kind of a, you know, just a slow right over time. Sure. And uh, God was good. He provided. Um, we took a, a couple intentional steps, but the reality is we had some people around us that were willing to say yes and go with us. Um, you always need some crazy people to say, to say yes, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we had enough of those crazy people to say yes. And uh, and they're still with us today, you know, clients yeah. that we work with and that we get to serve. So it's been really fun. That's awesome. So looking back, having kind of been a year out, would you, what would you say that you wish you could go back and do anything different or would you keep it the same? Um, yeah, I, I you know, I don't know that there's a lot I would have done different, you know, cause I think everything you do good or bad brings you to where you're at today. Actually, I think the things that I've done wrong or the things that I've done poorly are probably the things that have taught me the most. Sure. You know, we always say failures and never trying. We've, tr we've tried a lot. Like I, we've, um, there's one thing I'm proud of about what we've done is that we've, we've put ourselves out there quite a bit. You know, yeah. I'm willing to take, you know, emotional risk and um, have difficult conversations. And so uh, I don't know that there's actually much that I would go back and change. That's good. Yeah. 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 I've, I feel the same way about what, I've gone through just in, in starting up a business and things like that. So yeah, yeah that's great. That's good. <clears throat> so what you were talking about failure, how do you, um, how do you describe to clients that are maybe starting a business or starting a new venture? How do you talk about failure with them? Because I think at least in my experience, working with a lot of other creative people, you have one bad job, or like you get one bad customer review and then you kind of just want to throw in the towel because yeah. you feel like you failed sure. or so how, how would you just, how would you walk through some, something like that with someone? Uh, I think failure is necessary, right? If you want to play to your potential, I think it'd be really good at what you do. I think you have to fail often and fail quickly. You know, we always talk about fail fast you want to figure out what the wrong things are quickly so that you can start working on the right things. Sure. You know, um, John Maxwell wrote a really good book uh, called You Either Win or You Learn. And so just all about how failure breeds success. And there's like, you know, you look at anybody who's great at what they do and there's like this long like list of failures uh, that they've had to endure and go through. 
you know? And so we all love to hear about those stories, right? Like we watch movies about failure, you know, and the people that the redemption story, right? Or they, the comeback story. So we all love stuff like that. I think our culture almost obsesses over people that fail and then come out of the woods, right? Yeah. Um, But nobody wants to go through it. So everybody wants to hear about it. Nobody wants to go through it. Sure. And that honestly, I think it's what prevents people from like being great at what they do is they're just not willing to fail. And so they kind of protect themselves and they won't ever really take a chance. And I think the only true failure in life would be somebody that, you know, you get to the end of your days and you look back and you like haven't come anywhere close to your potential. Mm -hmm. That to me would be, would be failure. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So I guess like one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot, just because I'm a newer business um, how, is there a difference between the younger clients that you work with and the older clients in terms of like work ethic and what matters the most? And I guess the reason that I'm asking that question is I come from a construction family. Um, so construction, uh, and I love it. I love doing construction. Um, but starting up a media business, I'm, I have to remember that I can't base my business success off of Instagram likes and Facebook likes and things like that. And so I'm just wondering, is that a challenge with, you know, younger entrepreneurs or, you know? Yeah, I think identity, right, is ultimately what you're talking about. Yeah. Making sure that your identity is in the right things, not in your performance at work or in your business or your bank account. Yeah. I think that can be a challenge in a world that, you know, we are so often judged by our social media presence or the car that we drive, or the house that we live in. I, I think, I think helping people with that. And I had an experience in my life in my mid twenties that really forced me to learn that my identity was not in my bank account, my professional status. You know. Yeah. So, um, so I'm lucky that I uh, had a had an experience that taught me a lot about just the 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 principle of identity and where you find your worth and your value and your treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah I think it's I think it's um, something we really have to work at with, with young people and helping them embrace failure, um, helping them avoid the comparison trap, you know? Yeah. Cause the thief of joy is, is comparison. Um, I, and there are certainly generational differences, you know, like I think our, I think the baby boomer generation really valued hard work, long hours, you know, get up early, stay late. Um, and I think the millennial generation is just the opposite, right? It's like, how much can I get done on the least amount of time? Sure. How efficient can I be? Right. I'm going to start a tech company, sell it all and never work again. Like that's the dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that was not the case, I think for our parents and people that came before them. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So there's a, I mean, there's a ton of generational differences. Somebody that our listeners should follow if they want to dig into that would be Jason Dorsey. Um, he's a, just a guru on how different generations operate differently and does a lot of work in the millennial space specifically. So helping organizations and individuals understand how to motivate the millennial mind. So his name is Jason Dorsey. Yeah. I'll have um, to check him out. Yeah. Check him out. Yeah. Interesting that's, dude. That's great. So in, uh, so on the topic of social media a little bit, you've been posting some pictures of you speaking at some pretty big venues lately. I think there was one I saw where you were speaking to about 15,000 people. I'm wondering how do you, what? How, we get, how we make it look like there's actually people in the room? <laughs> yeah. Is that your question? It looks like, <laughs> it looks like, uh, like, a, uh, I'm trying to think of a comedian special where it's like this packed out arena. So like, but you I'm, hire John Cho to <laughs> make things look really special. Yeah. Yeah. All the people are digital. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Really so good. I'm just, I'm just wondering like, how do you get in that mindset? Because I think that I could, I could feel pretty comfortable talking to like a hundred people, 150 people. 
but 15,000, that's insane. So I'm just wondering like, what kind of mindset do you have to be in before you set on stage? Do you, is, are, are you using uh, something that you pre like wrote for that event or are you kind of just, yeah, I, that, well, that's a, that's a good question. I would equate it to uh, anybody who's ever played sports, right? Like you're going to show up the same way for the worst team you play that year. Um, it, it, you're going to show up the same way as you, you'd show up for the best team. Yeah. Right. Or you're going to show up for the preseason game the, the same way that you would show up for the, the playoff game. Um, so that's the approach that we try to take. I don't know that my preparation really doesn't change. So if I go speak to a company and there's 50 people, uh, I'm going to show up with the same type of intensity. You know, like I speak to a high school tomorrow um, and I'm going to show up with the same type of intensity, preparation. In fact, after we get done with this, I'm going to go, you know, uh, journal for a bit and put some content together for that talk. Uh, we have a general outline, but I'm going to spend time on that, you know, yeah. and it'll be a bunch of high school students. But I think like if you've been given the opportunity, been blessed with the opportunity to impact people, I think you also have the responsibility to show up uh, fully ready, fully prepared, and just locked in, you know? Yeah. So that, so like I, that's the kind of the methodology or the philosophy that we sort of abide by. And um, yeah, there might be like a few more nerves or whatever, you know? Sure. But, uh, I, but I really don't think anything changes, you know, as, as far as like what I'm thinking or how I prepare, like it's all the same. Yeah, it's a good mindset to have. Yeah. You speak at high schools, you speak to large venues. What is your favorite group of people to speak to and connect with? Yeah, I would tell you that uh, two groups that come to mind, um, young people, like, and I think the younger and more impressionable they are, the better, mm -hmm. right? So love speaking to, to the high school students. Um, a majority of our work is with, you know, people who are older, right? Like business executives and salespeople and leaders. And so I spend a lot of time working with that demographic. But if I get a chance to mix it up with, um, with younger people who are really impressionable, um, number one, the energy level's high. And number two, I think our impact uh, can be, if I do my job the right way, more significant. Mm -hmm. Partially just because they're still making up their mind on what they hold to be true, not true, right? What's cool, what's not cool. Like their values are still being formed. Sure. And sometimes yeah. if I get um, a, a group of people who's been in business for 20 or 30 years, like they already have a preconceived notion of, number one, what I'm gonna talk about, number two, how valid it is, um, number three, how they're going to receive it. So I, I would say a young group of high school students is awesome. Uh, the other arena that we've really fallen in love with is sports. You know, just being in that environment where people are competitive, intense, they've got a serious drive. And I grew up just being a sports guy. So, um, you know, for me, that'd be the other one. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The um, So with all these venues that you speak at, there are there's a lot of travel involved. So how do you manage traveling and your schedule uh, with your family life? Because your dad and obviously family time is really important. So I'm just wondering how, I mean, obviously there's probably, I'm a dad too. So there's no perfect balance, but I mean, obviously, you know, we're always striving. So I'm just wondering how you deal with that. That's a great question. Uh, there's a guy named Ed Milet that I listen to a lot. Um, I think you have to be careful, by the way, when you listen to like the quote influencers, right? Sure. Because I think if you, if you listen to the wrong people that have a big voice or a big following, um, they can give advice that might be really helpful in a professional sense, but it, it might not help you become a great person, you know? Sure. So I guess I, I, I've tried to follow people who are grounded, who have a, uh, you know, an abundant view of life and they're trying to be, you know, great with their family, great in the community, 
great in business. And Ed, so for me, Ed Milet's one of those people. He's yeah. been very successful in business, but he also has like a comprehensive holistic view of what it looks like to be successful. Yeah. So Ed would always say though, and this always caught me off guard and I never really understood it and I didn't agree with it. He would always say, I'd be curious to get your thoughts here. Okay. He would say balance is a myth. Okay. Balance is a myth. And I didn't agree with that, right? I'm like, balance is not a myth. Balance is something that we should strive for. Like we should strive to, to, to lead and live a balanced life. Uh, but when I heard Ed break it down, uh, I very much agreed with, with how he broke down that sort of mantra of balance is a myth. Here's what he said. Um, we shouldn't strive to be balanced because uh, it causes stress and anxiety. So for example, if you're with your family and you're thinking about business because you're trying to be balanced, that can cause stress, right? If you're in your business thinking about your family, that could cause stress. Mm -hmm. So rather than trying to balance it all, or try to be in multiple places at once, he said, uh, we should just try to be fully present. Yeah. So if you're with your family, like you are totally and completely with your family, right? Yeah. And you're invested in the small moments that you're spending with family. And when you're spending time with family, the reality is your business is gonna take a back seat. So storyline is not booming, right? When you're laying on the floor with your baby girl. Right? Yeah. It's just yeah. not, it's just the yeah. reality. Um, and that's okay, right? It's totally okay, that's how it should be. Yeah. Conversely, when we're sitting here, you know, doing this podcast, um, your little girl is not learning from you having fun with daddy, right? Like that, that looks different. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, now you're providing for her. So it's an honorable thing. Um, but in this moment, like you're fully present right here, right now. Right? Yeah. And so I think accepting, uh, where you're at and being fully present and giving your time to whoever you're spending it with, assuming that you're spending your time in the right places. Yeah. Like to me, I think that's a, it's a great recipe, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to your question, John, I would just say wherever I'm at, I try to be all there, right? It's like the principle yeah. of be where your feet are. I'm going to be fully invested, assuming that I've got the right priorities, right? Right, right. Um, you know, if I'm with John Choate, I'm going to be with John Choate. If I'm with my wife, I'm going to be just completely and totally with my wife. And, yeah. uh, and I tell you that if my wife called me right now and it was something urgent, uh, I will pick her over you. <laughs> for for <laughs> so, sure. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, like uh, we all have a work life and I think we should be invested and be fully present in that work life. Um, it just can't be more important than the other parts of our life. Sure. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and just the whole theme of, uh, you know, being a parent, being a good husband has have obviously I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask you this anyways. How has having kids changed your perception of just the world, what you do as a motivational speaker? Like how has that influenced you? Because we were talking earlier about it's, it's different and in a yeah. very good way. And I think that you tend to have more patience with people. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts on that are since it's so yeah. fresh. Yeah, I think like you start to realize how little you have figured out. Yeah. You know, once you start having children. Right. Um, John Maxwell said this. He said, I used to talk about parenting until I had kids. And now I don't talk about parenting, you know? Because, <laughs> like, it's yeah. true. I find myself yeah. all, I'm like, wow. I mean, the, the, what you can learn from a child is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. So um, I, I shared this with you earlier. Uh, I think it's allowed me to be more grace giving. And I think the example I use, there's all kinds of examples, right? The yeah. example I used is like when a child is crying, I think when I, you know, prior to kids, 
uh, if I was in an airplane or I'm at a restaurant, right? I'd be like, man, that kid's crying. That's really annoying. And now you're just like, hey, totally get it. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, let the baby cry. It's all good. <laughs> Can I help you We're in good. some way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yes. And you use the example of like stuff on your shirt, right? Yeah. Like maybe you used to judge people that it's like, man, why don't you have it more together? Like you yeah. look like crap. <laughs> right. Sometimes we just look like crap, right? Yeah. It's like uh, baby threw up, spit up, threw something at me, like whatever. Yeah. And um, so I think for me, it's just allowed me to be more grace giving. Um, yeah. See the bigger picture. Yeah. And then we talk often in our house about order of loves. So, you know, for us, that's Christ and then um, spouse and then, you know, children. And uh, if those things are out of whack. You know, if... Um, if my order of loves isn't where it needs to be, then things can go sideways. Yeah. So is there a, um, checks and balances on those priorities? Like how do you, how do you ma- maintain staying in? Yeah. Um, there are, and my wife would tell you that I don't always check the right boxes. <laughs> sure. Right. And so, um, one of the things we'd have, we've really had to work at, um, is scheduling our time first. So, my wife and I, if we put time on the calendar first for us and our family, things are good. If that doesn't happen first and other stuff gets in the way, that could be work, it could be community, it could even be other, it's other good stuff, right? Yeah. Um, then things are sideways, you know? Uh, so yeah, I just think it's a way we were meant to live, right? Like our family and our faith should be the two most important things. Yeah. And when that's not reflected by how I spend my time, it shows up in yeah. my life in a negative way. So I think yeah. practically for us, if we schedule our time first, things are yeah. much better. Yeah. It's the way to go. Yeah. So simple thing, but, yeah. but it's, but it's super profound in our, in our world. Yeah. We have a, uh, Downton Abbey movie premiere night blocked off in our calendars. I love it. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, big time, man. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm, that's awesome. yeah. So it was funny cause, uh, when she was pregnant, um, like all the intense movies, the way we viewed movies totally changed. And so we're like, this movie's, you know, a movie I've seen like 20 times. This is really violent. So then we got into Downton Abbey and then, uh, I'm a huge fan now. And now you're good. <laughs> so that's our next date night. I yeah. don't even know that I've seen the movie or I know what you're talking about, <laughs> but what I do know is that you've got focused time with your family doing something yeah, that you love. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, just, so, this show's addicting. So just yeah, stay clear. Okay. So stay away from it, <laughs> yeah. but get quality time with family. Yeah. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Done. So we have the summit coming up. And that's a pretty big event. I was wondering if you would just want to talk a little bit about that because um, we did a couple promos that have been blasted yeah. out on social media and it, it's a great event. And I didn't know if, I was just wondering how it started and if you would, wouldn't mind just talking a little bit about the, the summit. Sure, yeah, I'd love to. Um, we just wanted to bring people together in the name of growth and getting better and then also bring other really talented people to the region that aren't from here. So this year we've got two keynote presenters, um, Elizabeth Smart and Ron White, that are kind of on the national circuit, nationally recognized. And uh, they're gonna be here in Iowa City sharing their story. And uh, we're really excited about that. So so that that was sort of the impetus. And again, like build the plane as you fly it. We actually thought we would do like a, like a 30 person workshop and last year it turned into like a 150 person event. Oh, wow. So it was not the intent uh, to do something that big but it just kind of happened. And then this year we'll have about four to 500 people. That's so, amazing. Um, and I think a lot of that's just being around good people that help you think bigger. Yeah. You know, so we've got a committee, we've got a lot of people that are intimately involved in uh, putting together that event that have just helped us stretch our mind for you know the vision and the capacity. And so anyway, so we're excited. And kudos to you, man, for making that video. Yeah. 
It was awesome. So yeah. you've been a big part of that as well. Yeah, it's been really fun just collaborating and getting to know more. And I, I think this is my favorite thing is I've just been meeting some really great people out of this whole experience. And it's just fun cool. seeing the network and uh, it's, it's just been amazing. So I got a kudos to you for building such an uh, incredible network. And so it's just fun being around people where you actually like walk out the talk. So it's, it's yeah, really great. Yeah. Well, I feel the same about you and so many others that we've been fortunate to collaborate with. I think about the, you know, that the quote or the adage of you can tell the true character of a person by how they treat people who can't do anything for them. Mm. You know, I want to be around people like that. Like we yeah. have people on our committee. Um, you're one of those people for me. Uh, but we have people on the summit committee that have just gone like way above and beyond to be helpful. Yeah. And they don't need to be, they have no invested interest other than like, they want to throw a cool event. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, man, I just feel so fortunate to have a lot of friends, a lot of people in my life that operate that way without strings attached. You know, it's like, Hey, I just want to be helpful. want to bless you in whatever way that I can. And, um, so yeah, you're only as good as the people that you surround yourself with, you know? Yeah. That's a big amen for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what's on the horizon for 2020? Do you have any thing uh, that you're like, more really? vi- definitely more videos with John Cho. Okay. So, All right. So we'll, hey, you know, we'll be, uh, continue to produce as much content as we can. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, just, you know, um, we want to have more impact. Uh, we want to be more efficient with our time. Um, I would love to spend more time with my family this year than I did last year. Yeah. Uh, we have a baby girl at home and so you know, I think for all of us, hopefully this is true of most people. The goal in life should be to work less, have more impact, earn more income, and spend more time doing the things that we love, right? Yeah. Like with our family, uh, in the community, with close friends. So that's kind of it, you know? And it's yeah. not to say I want to be lazy or, you know, um, I love work, uh, but I want to be more efficient, more productive, go deeper where it really matters. Um, I think I, I could, I could afford to be more efficient with how I spend my time. So that would be a goal. Uh, but man, we're working in the world of sports. Um, that's been fascinating yeah. and awesome. Uh, we just had an opportunity to work with central Arkansas, uh, last year, Nathan Brown was named the youngest head coach in division one football. Um, so what a cool experience to learn from a guy like that. I mean, who's just such a hugely bright future in coaching and, uh, spend time with a bunch of, you know, young athletes who are, you know, rock star talented at what they do. So, you know, I, we're going to continue our work in sports or work in business, hopefully try to impact as many people as possible. That's awesome. Well, blessings to you, man. And I just love seeing what you're doing and it's being fun, being a part of it. And unfortunately we're out of time, but, um, is there anything that you would just want to close down with maybe a word of encouragement? Has there been something that's been on your mind this week that you <clears> want to share with people? Yeah, I'll share this. Um, and we, you and I were having a conversation earlier. Yeah. Um, I think before you're in any business, so for those listening, I think before you're um, in the business of doing whatever it is that you're doing, you're in the people business, you know? And so much of what we talked about today, if you really think about it, is centered on relationships. Yeah. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to you that you have done an awesome job at building relationships and empowering and equipping others, you know? Yeah. So you're really, really good at what you do, no doubt. And Storyline will continue to grow because of it, because of your skill set and your ability to put together just amazing content and capture really cool moments and then write a story to go with the moments, right? Hence why it's called Storyline. Yeah. Um, But I think what really sets you apart and what makes you special is your ability to make others feel uh, great um, about what they do, about who they are, and to build relationships 
um, to get introduced to new people. And like that to me is what makes storyline storyline. And that's what makes John Choate, John Choate. So yeah, for those listening, man, I just want to give a <laughs> shout out to you that it's, there's two parts to the equation for me with storyline. It's uh, obviously uh, skill set and ability. Um, but there's a person behind storyline who's got a really big heart that cares deeply for other people. So I think that's what makes the difference, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. And it, yeah. Yeah. Well, looking, I mean it, man. Yeah. It's true. It's yeah. True. So I'm excited to watch the, the journey unfold and we're just, we're honored and proud to be a part of it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jordan, for being on the podcast thanks today. For and me. It's good. Until next time. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Yep. Thanks for having me, John. Appreciate right. it.